0: You are listening to a Stat Media Group production. This is Cargo Masterminds, presented by Cargo One. This is an exclusive one to one weekly interview series with leaders from the world's leading air cargo and logistics companies. It is Monday. And it is time to catch up with the new Cargo Mastermind with your host, Reggie John. The Avianca Group is Colombia's biggest airline and has an operational history of more than 100 years, which makes it one of the oldest airlines in the world. With destinations all over the Americas and worldwide, Avianga Cargo offers reliable and innovative solutions for cargo movements using their fleet of freighters and available capacity in the bellies of passenger aircraft. Avianga Cargo carries different types of cargo, the most important being perishables, meeting strict international industry standards. Recently, it has also become the first airline in the Americas to achieve SEAF certifications in three categories. C4 Fresh, Pharma, and Lithium Batteries. My guest today has over 20 years of experience in executive positions in diverse industries. He has been with Petrobras, Siemens, and the Boston Consulting Group before moving to hold senior positions in the cargo business of LATAM Airlines in 2011. In August 2021, he joined Avianca Cargo as its CEO to build and execute a long term strategy to position Avianca Cargo as a leader in South America. I am extremely glad to have Gabriel Oliva, Chief Executive Officer of Avianca Cargo, to Cargo Masterminds.
1: Gabriel, great to have you. Reggie, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Let's get into the questions. Okay. Bring us up to speed with the pace of growth at Avianca Cabo through the post-pandemic period with the recent announcement of your expansion of network into the US uh, as well as uh, new TSA's announced in uh, some of the European countries uh, and your advancing your digital capability uh, with your capacity made available across digital booking platforms. It's Basically, awesome. the question is about give us the latest update uh, with Avianca Cabo.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that. Look, taking a step back, Avianca decided uh, during the pandemic which will be its core strategic business and cargo fit uh, in there. Uh, and they decided to start a, a complete transformation in terms of the business, how we, it was going to move forward. They invited me to join to help lead that transformation. And since then, which was ends of 2021, I think we made huge progress with the team. And we divided four strategic pillars that we had to work on. Uh, first was fleet and network. I will number them and I will go a little bit deeper into each one. Fleet and network, customer promise, processes and infrastructure, and then cost efficiency. Uh, in terms of Freedom network, as you described, one of the first things we did it was uh, really think through our network, uh, which were our core strength and what we needed to do. And since then, we, we have grown. 30% of our capacity between North America and South America, increasing 60%, percent six zero our market share numbers in the Miami Long haul, which is south of Colombia. We made public, public a fleet plan where we were bringing four A330s, 300s, and 200s starting next year, 2024, are really shaping our, our network uh, much, much more deeply. In terms of customer promise, we improve our service level. Uh, Right now we are in the north of 80% flown as book, uh, delivering and the promise that we tell our customers. As you said, uh, we implemented all three digital platforms. We have been certified with CEIV, leading batteries, fresh pharma, first one in the America with the fresh certification, first one in the America with the three certifications, CEIV, we have really challenged all our a stru- a commercial structure, uh, changing GSAs, both in Europe, and North America, and really revisiting all our regions. In terms of process of infrastructure, invested a lot in our warehouses, doubling our cooling facilities in Medellin, investing in infrastructure, both in Miami, Bogota, and really working with the GHA structure, which is critical, right, for our clients. And of course, we are an airline, Cost is critical. We have to be efficient, and we've been working a lot in many efficiency metrics to be really up to par on what we're trying to Give us an update and
0: overview of your freighter fleet, and uh, do we see in the in the mid to long term
1: uh, additional freighters uh, joining your fleet? Absolutely. Look, currently we have a, a Colombian AOC, we have an affiliate company, New Mexican AOC, which is a reunion within the two companies. Uh, we have eleven freighters. Uh, we have six. 330 freighters, factory freighters in our Colombian AOC and then Air Union has other five freighters, which is a mix of A300s and 760s, older freighters. And really, to the question, we are bringing new fleet. Uh, we are very excited uh, about that starting Q1 next year. We already have in order a uh, new fleet. We're bringing four uh, A330s, uh, a mix of A330s, Dash 300s, and 200s to put in our network and make our value proposition much more robust and much more strong for our clients that are really asking us for us. That's why we were able to grow on the market share figures that I have just given to you. And how significant is the belly cargo capacity
0: that you have from your network?
1: Yeah, sure. Right now, uh, we have belly capacity uh, basically on Dreamliner 787s. We fly from Europe, flight from Spain, Madrid into Bogota, three dailies, Barcelona into Bogota. We fly some madrid into medellin and cali we have london to bogota and then we have an intra-america's yeah. wide body belly belly capacity flying mm. bogota as our main hub into SE, buenos aires santiago gru miami los angeles so we have a pretty wide belly capacity where we can connect all the products in our main hub in bogota let me
0: ask you to reflect and uh, also go back to your financial performance for the current year 2022 which is uh revenue driven art- outperformed performed uh, what he called the business plan, despite the pre-trained contraction rationalisation in the Q4 of 2022, and uh, which has also uh, has been a demand contraction in the global air freight market. Uh, purchasing habits of people have changed. Uh, so it has got an indirect impact on the air government volume. How significant was that numbers, uh, which according to you is beyond
1: the business plan? We were so excited. We outperformed business plan figures. Business plan is what we what we told our shareholders how we will perform, and we outperformed those numbers. And given the situation, as you said, that ends of year uh, there was a demand contraction that we continue to see, and of course there's more capacity in the market, and that was really related to what we could achieve in terms of what I was referring before, right? Avianca before uh, was much more smaller, much more timid and more tactical in the way of approaching the cargo market. Uh, uh, Last year, uh, giving all the improvements in the performance, uh, how we invested and how we related to our client. The client gave us their trust and we were able to grow. We were able to perform in the market and that it's basically the conclusion of how uh, we got to those numbers. And we were really, really excited. And but and that doesn't stop there. Although this year, I'm sure we will talk further about that in the future. This year isn't as it was during the pandemic. We're experiencing more of a normalization of the market. We're still very happy about about our performance
0: for America uh, the Americas north and south this that's a key important market of course europe comes the third region for you in terms of importance of the market uh, once again there is global in prices in terms of demand contraction how are you leveraging your belly capacity which is coming back in availability of belly capacity coming back fully and how do you leverage also your metric capacity and uh, what are the some of the plans that you have in terms of dealing with these headwinds which you
1: do not have much of the control? Um, that's a great question. And we are in a, in a great position why. As I said before, in, in terms of our market shares, we were in, in really low figures before the pandemic and even during the pandemic. So right now, still, there's a market contraction. Still, as you said, there's yield pressure and that goes along with the market and realize that we deal uh, with the freight forwarders. That Of course, the shippers put pressure on the yields because they see this balance in terms of demand and capacity. And that's fair. That's how market works. But in terms of our value proposition how how we are positioned, we were able to continue growing and really performing uh, well in terms of how we deliver our promise to the market. Since we were coming from a base that it was small, right? We were playing in markets that we could have much more potential and the clients are still coming to us saying, you can put more capacity, we will support you. Because at the end, what the customer wants to do they want to split, right? They want to have more opportunities to put their cargo. And right, right now we are being one of a, a strong contender, a leader in the region to do that. So although, of course, yields are going down, of course, the market has been normalizing, we are able to say that our competitive position is still becoming stronger, and that's great. How does uh, 2023 look like we are already four months yeah. into the year? I mean, as the normalizing year, Right, the pandemic and what the pandemic did for air cargo, it's in the past. We have to look at that as a learning experience, uh, as really something that has to stay with us of what real air cargo is, and that we cannot forget that. But we really have to be here in terms of how the market is performing right now. This year, I felt that it was going to go lower. I remember going last year to the board of directors of our company telling the normalization is coming. The normalization was much faster than I expected, but still, I don't think there is nothing to be scared of, right? The people that know this market and the ones we've been uh, for a while, this, these are cycles and counter cycles. And when you have to think, is about your client, about your customer, about being for the long term, are we getting options for the long term, are we investing in quality? And that's how we see this year. And as I said before, in terms of our performance, our competitive position in the region is becoming stronger. So, we are very, very positive in terms of the of the performance in a normalization type of year, right? Gapir, last week
0: at the IRW1 Cargo Symposium in Istanbul, you made an announcement, uh, which is basically a capacity management, capacity arrangement uh, with the Turkish Cargo. They're one of the, the largest in terms of the network and a very rapidly growing cargo carrier in the world. uh, How significant was that? What is the reason why you went with the Turkish Cup?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just a clarification, it's not a capacity arrangement, it's a an MOU saying that we are to collaborate on product, on operations, on technology, on sea commercial opportunities much more closer. And, and I said it last week, uh, while well, I was uh, to run the CEO of uh, Turkish Cargo, I'm so excited of the potential opportunities that we'll, this will bring, right? And it's part of this strategy that Avianca Cargo, it's having, right? By being one of the leaders in the industry, in the region we operate, Signing an MOU with Turkish Cargo will bring opportunities for the region for our clients to, to really have better products connecting connecting in their cargo. So I think there are endless opportunities uh, moving forward. This is a critical path for us. I'm, I'm sure there are many, many to come. Right, and it's part of the investment that I said that we are doing in the value proposition to our clients, having a company that not only stays by itself in its network, that really do agreements with leaders, with yeah. uh, serious companies out there in the world and invest in certifications, invest in technology, invest in product, invest in service. And this is a critical and fundamental stepping stone for us being, uh, signing that MOU with Turkish. For the uh,
0: Perishables is a very key vertical, it's flowers, so From South America, fruits and vegetables, uh, and your entry point is Miami, and then, of course, the flowers all the way to Europe and the rest of uh, the Americas. Uh, How significant is is perishable? And uh, what is the kind of volume of perishable in the overall
1: cargo volume that W. Cargo carries? Sure. And when you see Latin America to the world, basically, most of the products coming out of Latin America, it's Perishal, right? You have the flowers from the north parts of Latin America, you have fish from the south, you have fruits and, and vegetables from other countries. And for us, Perishals is more than 50% of our volumes. So it's a very important part of that. And that's why we were certified first in America Americas with CIB Fresh. We were recognizing excellence in Perishals and we're so proud of it. And we see that. as as something we will continue investing right now. We were not as strong in the salmon coming out of Chile. Right now we are having five frequencies of our freighters uh, coming out of Chile and we will plan to end the year on hopefully daily, daily frequencies out of Chile. So for us, perishables is part key of our strategy and it will continue to be and that's why we're investing in that.
0: What are the other commodities that you would want to have a a
1: good, Share in your cargo uh, carried? Look, I, I think that the, most of the commodities, flowers, we are the leaders in the flower market. As I said, fresh salmon uh, out of Chile, we are increasing our participation, which we are not, we were concentrating in the flower market, we are increasing our participation. Then there's fruits and vegetables that we will increase as well our participation throughout South America, through Peru, Argentina, Brazil, and, and Chile in the fruit season. But that's over the overall map of except Mexico that has other group of that we're working there. If
0: I were to ask you in terms of the animal growth rate that you've seen over the last three, four years, in terms of the perishable volume, and what is that rate of growth, and uh, do you expect that to be,
1: remain same in the next couple of years? Great question. Although right now there is a downward trend, it's mostly about that, right? It's mostly about the it's strength of the perishables, and, and it has something that in the pandemic there was a change in the consumer sentiment, consuming more flowers, in consuming more fresh for salmon out of the markets that we that the region exports to. We are continuing seeing growth in that trend. I don't think that the growth will be as high as we saw in the pandemic. But as of now, we don't see any contraction in the export markets on the peritial side from Latin America, which is great from our right. As an air cargo leader, how do you look at the global freight market, global
0: air cargo market? What's your general reading of, the, not specific to Afianca cargo, but generally in terms of the global air cargo market, what's your reading?
1: Look, I think we're going through a period that was gonna come. I think that sometimes we see this downward trend as too dramatic because of course it happened too quickly, but we all knew the ones that had been in this industry that this was gonna come. So I feel that this, this industry is working and tackling uh, the right things, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Safety and security, digitalization, all what has to be with, do with ESG, trying to give a much better value proposition uh, to our clients. And those are the longer term things that we have to work through. Right now, we're going to, as I said and I repeated, to a cycle that is stopping that hype in terms of air cargo that the pandemic brought to this industry. But right now, we are taking the lessons of, that puts the spotlight on air cargo, bring uh, many, many things to the industry. Learning from that, we'll continue pushing this industry in the medium term, working on the right things. And when you see out there, for example, right now, the World Cargo Symposium, we're meeting so many people in terms of entrepreneurs, startups, doing many cool technological things that, that will bring uh, a lot of new things to this industry. So I'm very positive in terms of the long term we have to be prepared to move in terms of the cycles of how this industry works. I uh, remember that we we are 1% of the volume in terms of the world of trade, right? So that 1% can move anywhere uh, with with different things that in the, the world happen. We have to be prepared. That's what we have to be. I would end the interview with uh, asking you to reflect on
0: your life at Co. which I think 30 months you joined Abianca as a CEO after having spent 11 plus years in uh, LATAM Cargo. How do you look at
1: your life at Abi Cargo as a CEO? I mean, though I smile, it's beyond excitement. I think having been invited to a, to a company that has so much potential, so many great uh, talent, great people, and with so many opportunities out there and having the trust of your company uh, to tell you, go and win, go and do that's fantastic who who doesn't love that and that's what we are doing we internally define what we're focused what the focus uh, would be we internally define what was the pace that we were gonna move we were lucky enough very lucky and very humbled by the trust that the the clients of the customer provided to us and with those things the commitment to win a clear vision the support of the shareholders and of course the trust and support of our clients i think we are we are really really excited and me personally i'm very happy of what we are doing and for sure there's a Bianca cargo for the long long term many more uh good things will come for sure
0: gabriel it's been a, such a delight to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time.
1: I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure.
0: That was Gabriel Oliver, Chief Executive Officer of Avianca Cargo. That's it from us at Staff Media Group. We bring Cargo Masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back next Monday for a fresh episode